0: This this is the this is the Kanye Paul McCartney song Yeah, this right? is one of them, yeah.
1: To tell the boys inside your head to believe it. I talked to God about you. He said he sent you an angel. Look at her.
0: I think my comment on this song last time we played it was I really like the piano on this, mm-hmm. which I you know I never I assume it's Paul McCartney. To
1: right you, so I can say.
0: Oh, are you kidding me? Did well, I just actually get good because, um, that's I'm, I didn't do that to you on purpose, by the way. I are you being serious? I'm being 100% serious. I don't know where this file came from. I don't know if it was from... Did you send it to me at some point? No, I it's don't roll
1: people.
2: Happy Monday morning, everyone, and welcome to the Little Red Bandwagon podcast. We call it LRB. This is a safe place where we will recap this week's TVTL, but not before we get to some other other things, some uh, some listener beefs we have. I, I, Christy um, did something today that I want to talk to her about as well. Oh, no. Then, of course, we'll do the weekend in review, including the clip of the week. And we'll let you know at the end of the show how to get involved. Again, I said it on the Saturday release, but just in case you didn't hear that, we have split the show into two so that it's not as long. Um I know Saturdays ended up being long, but that's just because we had to play, I don't know, 60, 70 minutes mm-hmm. of the, the, the clip. So we won't bore you too long with ourselves on that show. But this is the show where we're going to bore you with ourselves for about an hour. But uh, I promise you... Um at least this first 15 20 minutes will be more entertaining than Mark Marin uh when he tries to do his first 15 20 minutes. That's a low bar. I think we can clear. Uh Christy, hello. How are you tonight? Hello. I'm great. How are you? I'm uh, well. Christy comes to us from the Seattle area. I'm of course in Austin with my lovely bride Emily who uh just put to bed. We're recording this on Saturday night. As I mentioned before, we We need a a little time to take notes, digest the show. And so that we can come up with the brilliance that you're going to hear every Monday morning. Christy, I need to hear a story from you. First of all, we were recording takedown podcast last night and Jeremy is on that show. He is your, your lover, your live in. He's (laughs) your, he's your moon and your stars. And he, he mentioned last night that y'all were going to coach his daughter's t-ball team. Uh, Ellie yes. is his daughter, and she is four years old, correct? Correct. Oh, well, this this got me thinking that, like, I played t-ball when I was a kid, and we played, you, you're eligible for Little League at eight years old, and so we played t-ball when we were six and seven. And there were a lot of guys, kids, boys and girls that were skilled and could hit the ball and run the bases and field and do all kinds of Baseball like things, but we weren't there. There were people that couldn't, Mm -hmm. and they were six and seven. So, I'm wondering how many four year olds were there, and how many of them were actually like (laughs) executing baseball in any recognizable form?
3: Well, that's uh, I'm glad you asked this. This is a we could do a whole hour on t ball recaps every week. Um, these kids can barely walk, let alone run. Um, and some of them didn't know if they're right handed or left handed. Um so we thought I mean because <laughs> I've never played baseball. Jeremy played um for a while up until I think junior high or high school. So he knows the, the fundamentals of it. I don't know anything. I've seen So baseball. so
2: would you know, Christy, if you walked up to the plate, which side you would step to and yes. would it be natural?
3: Okay. Yeah, that in a glove, I I know those kind of things.
2: Which hand to wear it on? Yes. And... Yes. Um Okay.
3: So so I know the, the basics. Um the Ellie is a giant compared to the other kids, even some are older okay, than her. Really? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> but the best was this other team we played. First of all, the dad um looks Well like, let's let's establish your, your okay. team first. It's the, there's the green eight grasshoppers. Us, the green grasshoppers. There's, I don't there's yeah.
2: eight of you. That's not baseball either. What how does that work?
3: Okay, no so pitcher. it's game like play where it's uh every we for half an hour we practice skills and the next half hour everybody bats. You run to first base only, whether you're out in or out. Uh
2: huh. And yeah, then that makes sense.
3: everybody runs the bases, so the third batter gets a home run every time. Well, that
2: that rings true for actual baseball practices. Like if you at baseball practice when you come up to hit, even if you make an out. You go run the bases because you need to practice running the bases.
3: Just the running of the bases was hilarious because we'd be shouting to one kid to run to second and the one to the Uh first, and then they'd all run to second, even the people off the bench. I mean, it it was just, (laughs) most of the time I spent just laughing, like good belly laughs, like doubled Mm -hmm. over laughing. Um,
2: Were any of the kids getting frustrated or embarrassed or were they laughing or were they having fun?
3: They didn't understand. Dan so much. And there's a lot of parent participation because they're three, you know, three and four year olds. So there's about, there's a parent on every base. And so,
2: so what you're saying, Christy, is no
3: one just drops off. Their three well, year that's, old. that's what's really funny is the guy, the guy who heads this up told Jeremy, don't worry. Most of the parents stay. And I said, no, no, no. All the parents need to stay. I'm not <laughs> ah! taking anyone to the bathroom because they oh, god. <laughs> So, yeah, a lot of putting the gloves back on the right hands. Um, it. I, screw it. Screw I, it. I got
2: an hour to myself. I'm dropping my three-year-old at the park. <laughs> right. I'll see you later.
3: Yeah. There's a lot of kids. Uh, um, Ellie had a huge cheering It's clip clock time. <laughs> yeah, this is my me time. I'm going to go get some coffee. I'll be back. When does this <laughs> thing get over? No. <laughs> there is a kid named... Oh, oh, I'm not supposed to say names. Um, anyways, he had a huge cheering squad like, like Ellie did. We had um, six people there cheering for her, um, not counting the two of us as coaches. And there was this other kid who his grandparents were there, his family, brothers, they they were all there. So that, that was kind of fun. The best was we would say, go after the ball. And it was, I mean, it was like rats after this. They would jump across to to land on the ball and be the first one. And they were kind of fighting over who got to... Like a fumble, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the other team, um, the dad, definitely—he looks like a movie star. He looks like a movie star, dad. Oh, um,
2: color me interested. I know, right?
3: <laughs> um, I was like, "Hey, what was the other team's name? The Red Raiders, or something?" They're called the Pirates. Oh, okay. And the Pirates have done this before. They've all—I got to entering- say—that's a little
2: bit more intimidating than the Green Grass. Yeah, hires.
3: and we didn't get to choose; it just was chosen for us, but. <laughs> Um, we're officially sponsored by Lando Lakes Lunch Meets. So I, mm. I just call us the Fighting, fighting Meets. Um, mm-hmm. Those kids knew what they were doing. Christ,
2: Christy, there's a team in Japan called the Nippon Ham Fighters. So you guys are in a <laughs> proud tradition of baseball. But what's never been clear to me is whether the Nippon Ham Fighters are fighting, fighting the hams or fighting on behalf of the hams. That's for, a mystery I've never been for able to unravel. The ham. They are. Okay. And they're fighting on behalf of the ham. Right.
3: Oh no, for it. Okay. Like they fighting over it.
2: Over the ham. <laughs> yes. oh, I never even thought of that. The player okay. with
3: the best batting average wins the ham.
2: Sorry for interrupting. Your your lunch <laughs> oh. meats were out on the field.
3: Um the the one of those pirates is definitely juicing. I mean, this kid oh, was God. hitting line drives. I mean, one hit me in the shin and it actually hurt. These little T balls oh, are no. like foam. And he was a monster.
2: Did did uh, did he take time on the basis to to bring out his mustache comb? That's what I want to know.
3: <laughs> well, he was chewing, which I think is very inappropriate for four.
2: Ah! Yeah, well, his, pa- his parents were at Starbucks, so right. he was making the most of his unsupervised time.
3: <laughs> and I wanted to go early because our game was at one, which is the last game of the day. And I wanted to go early to spy on how these other coaches are doing it and... We we definitely didn't know what we were doing, but I mean they're three and four, so they didn't know we didn't well, know.
2: <laughs> right, that the kids aren't going to know. But what alarmed me when I found out a few days ago that, that y'all were going to be taking on this coaching thing, you were talking about it on Nerd Out Loud, and you said that you guys were going to buy some whistles, and I well, was a little bit worried because baseball coaches generally don't use whistles.
3: I think so. It's I thought if you whistling- go out there with the
2: whistles, that's a tell.
3: <laughs> well, they um they suggest the whistle for getting attention? Sure. So that it sure, was I can see that. I mean, yeah.
2: you're talking about you're talking about um kids that are probably not quite as trainable as dogs at that age. So right. yeah, maybe a whistle for the 3 and 4-year-olds. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. And for paying attention, some, and- so a
2: little uh, a, a little um a little uh, fanny pack with some treats. Yeah. You know? I
3: said, let's get stickers
2: for next time. <laughs> stickers. Right. Right. But, but here's the thing though. Um, Ellie was the only girl. Yes. Right? Um, but in the whole team. game, mm-hmm. that's odd to me. I thought a um, lot more girls were playing ball. I thought so too. Are they playing, are they playing like, like uh, tee softball or?
3: No, I mean, I mean, this was the only thing that they offered, um, When we went to his nephew's soccer game, there was a whole bunch of girls. So maybe soccer is a girl sport.
2: Oh, okay. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. But okay. So Jeremy told me a story in a chat today that I want to recount for people. Oh, no. Um, And made Emily laugh out loud. So one of the kids, because I asked the question that prompted him to tell me the story was I asked him, How bad were they beating up the tee? Because like when I was a six and seven year old, there were still a lot of kids who just beat the holy hell out of that tee and could never quite hit the ball. So I asked him, how bad were they treating that tee? And he said real bad. There was one kid who, who actually whiffed over the top of it Mm -hmm. and his momentum carried him into the, you know, up in front of the plate. And so he came back a swing in the other way. And drilled the ball right into Jeremy, yeah. who was standing behind home plate.
3: Yeah, that happened a few times. That kid, That's fantastic. specifically, he's the one that has the big cheering team. Um, he just swings both ways. Well, swings both ways. Well, we don't know that yet. A <laughs> like young. a pinata yeah. swing, right?
2: That's what Emily said, like yeah. a pinata swing.
3: Just over and over and over again until he makes contact. It's pretty It's pretty great.
2: Is he pretty disappointed when the Jolly Ranchers don't come out of the ball? <laughs>
3: Oh man. Um, yeah. yeah. well there's one kid who would go up to the this is when we were practicing. He'd go up to up to the tee and he'd look like he had determination in his, in his face and he'd go up and then he'd just like kind of lightly hit the tee like wait, be, right below it and I'd be like what is happening? He'll <laughs> swing and then just Tap, and then the ball would like roll off, and then they just then they decided- was it some sort of
2: uh, de- deception? Like he 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 wants everyone to back up, and then he's yeah, going to bunt right, and right. try to beat one out the first yeah. base. Yeah,
3: it's an intimidation factor.
2: Um, yeah, back up, dude! I'm swinging. Then doop, run yeah. to first.
3: Ha, single. <laughs> but then we determined that uh, he maybe bats the opposite switch hitter, so we moved mm-hmm. him on the other side, and then he was really good, but. I mean, you asked the kids. Coach, are you right? That's a
2: first coaching victory to me. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a win for you guys. Yeah, I
3: guess so. <laughs> I mean, kids don't know if they write right or left handed, you know, <sighs> at this age. Like, are you yeah, left handed? Well, I don't know. I don't even know my name. Like, <laughs> but, but what occurs to
2: me though, Christy, is you get, you have to buy a glove for these kids. Yes. And you got to know before you get to practice, whether he's going to wear that or she's going to wear that on her right or left hand, right. which with, determines which is your dominant hand. You wear your glove on your, less, on your exactly. lesser hand. And so just, everyone's bought a glove, and they've, they've made a decision at three or four years old whether they're going to be right or left-handed, and sometimes your actual motor skills don't agree with the decision that's been made. Right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to just stick with it, because at three, you've got a glove.
2: <laughs> Damn. Okay. It's pretty um, funny. Maybe
3: we'll, we'll take video next time.
2: That's what I was asking him. He said yeah. he was too busy molding hearts and minds. Yes. As it, he, he's been watching a lot of Friday night lights. So he's pretty pumped up about coaching. Yes. Um, uh, so, so I have some beefs with the listeners this week. This is a popular segment on the takedown podcast. It might not be mm-hmm. as popular here because TV tale is of a, a kinder, gentler place, but I think we need to, you know, when we see something that needs to stop, we need to nip it in the bud. Don't let it metastasize mm-hmm. into a bigger problem. And, um, this is not entirely stens related, but it is, it is something that's permeated TBTL from the beginning. And it, <clears throat> I just, I just want to kind of keep a lid on it. Whenever someone does something cool, like, uh, Ada Marie, is it Ada Marie or Ada Marie? Ada Marie. Ada right? Marie. Ada Marie made some bookmarks. Um, people do, you know, cool Photoshops and, uh there was a, a guy this week that did an animation and it was terrific. And it wasn't like two seconds before everyone's like throwing in requests. This was a lot of work mm-hmm. for this guy. Oh yeah. That was a lot of work. And and you know, he he may have said he was open to suggestions, but you know, like a hundred comments later, we can stop. <laughs> we can stop with the right. suggest- he has enough. <laughs> you know? How about ten suggestions? suggestions? Because, you know, God knows How much time he had to put into that one amazing animation? That was less than two
3: minutes. Every everyone
2: wants the guys, you know, Luke and Andrew, and anyone who who produces some some interesting content to dance. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, this is a cool thing. Now dance, (laughs) do do my thing, (laughs) do mine next. You know, it's like going to a Don Rickles show or something, and you're like, oh oh, do me, do me, insult me, but. So I'm I'm just saying let's be let's dial it back a little bit. I mean, he, poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> he did this great thing, and then all of a sudden he's like, he'll be a big disappointment to a lot of people who don't get their favorite moment. You know, email us with your favorite moment. You're a lot more likely to get on this show right. uh, than you are to get an animation of your favorite moment because it's easy to do this show, right? Right, right Christy. Right. <laughs> all right. So um, another beef. That, uh, that Jeremy had and Jeremy's, uh, putting Ellie to bed. You know, she, she had a long day long on the Green Grasshopper <laughs> team. So he's putting her to bed. <clears throat> he is always bringing up Facebook etiquette about the stands and the fact that people get tagged all the time, like Luke and Andrew. And then tonight, the impetus for the talk tonight was Phyllis Fletcher, uh, was tagged in a thread. She was on the show on Friday and she's delightful and Almost everyone thinks so, but this one guy just didn't like her. And he was, you know, he wasn't discourteous and he, he wasn't talking trash. He just posted and, you know, said he didn't care for it. So that's one thing. I don't think he, po- I don't think he, he tagged her, right, Christy? No. In the original post? He did not. Okay. So he says something negative. He doesn't tag her, which is considerate. You can mm-hmm. always say something negative. That's fine. You know, it was his, it was his honest opinion. Right. But, but later on in the, in the thread, where everyone's like, you know, we love Phyllis. Phyllis is great. This guy tags her. So if she hasn't seen it by now, now she's going to go to this post. She's got a notification now. Right. Yeah. She got a notification. And up to this point, it was her, it was her prerogative to even say if she saw it or not, or to jump into the fray or not. And now she's, Kind of forced into saying something and, and, you know, she's a nice person and she, I'm sure she doesn't want to come back swinging at someone or, you know, we don't need to tag people. We don't need to do it. You know, it's easy not to just when it, when it, when you're typing Phyllis's name and it autofills, just go, nope. Yeah. It's okay.
3: (laughs) Exactly.
2: (sighs) Okay. So the last,
3: oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say my beef. Is that what you're going to introduce? Oh,
2: oh, oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I have okay. one more, but it's oh. with Jeremy and, and oh. it could get ugly. So,
3: <laughs> um, mine is, um, people that post things in the Stens page about negative things about kids and tag Andrew or just say, here you go, Andrew. Have you seen this one or heard this one? Because with the assumption that Andrew hates kids as much as he hates cheese, where he, doesn't hate kids he's always said i love kids Mm -hmm. i love that they're outside playing but when he's trying to record a podcast it's not ideal for there to be screaming kids out outside so he right like if
2: if he had snarling dogs outside his window he would say we need to keep it down with the dogs and it doesn't mean he hates dogs it just means i can't have snarling dogs outside my window
3: (laughs) while i'm trying to record right and and you know it's 70 to 80 degrees year-round in in la so Having his window open is a nice benefit when you don't have air conditioning. Um, Mm -hmm. And when there's kids playing and he has to close the window, I mean, that's what he's saying. He never once said he hates kids or thinks that they should just not be alive.
2: (laughs) Well, I'm in the same boat as Andrew. I don't have any kids. Um, And and people assume when you get to a certain age and you don't have kids, it's some sort of a lifestyle choice. Well, you know. I, I went to prison. I, I had a long time off. I just, the fam, the family thing with my own biological kids just never happened for me. I love kids. I get along great with kids. You know, it would be like you sending me a post that, Hey, Hey, Frizz, look how much this guy hates kids just like you. What do you, right. what the, <laughs> are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> you know, don't turn me into, into, into some hater when, You know, there's just some situation where I don't want a kid screaming in my ear. If I had a kid in the hallway right here screaming, I would lock them up.
3: (laughs) I don't hate them. Just like you guys do with Ellie. I just think they belong in prison.
2: (laughs) Yes, absolutely. By prison, I mean their locked room, you know, with no toys.
3: Yeah, locked on the outside.
2: (laughs) So anything else on that or should I? No, you're. All right. Okay. My last beef. It's actually a beef that Jeremy had with me. Jeremy has become on the takedown podcast. He's become sort of a gotcha podcaster. Like <laughs> he, he will just put something very vague on the run and you'll look at it and go, Hey, I wonder what that's about. And then when you get to it, he like springs something on you and, and tries to get a reaction, which works great with Matt, by the way, because Matt is mercurial and he'll strike back and it's very entertaining. When you come at me, uh, I go, All right. Well, okay. We'll see. But, uh, his, his, his beef with me was, and this is Facebook related to Twitter to a lesser degree. His beef with me is that I use a lot of picture comments instead Mm -hmm. of, um, instead of text, text comments. And he, his, his words, I don't want to, I don't want to misquote him, but, but what I got from his words, his hurtful words, where he said, nobody understands those things, um, I'm embarrassing myself. Um oh, Gosh, there was a lot of stuff said. But what I need to know, because if it's true and, and no one understands my picture comments, they're not funny, they're stupid, they detract from every thread that I'm in, I need to know this because I'll knock it off. And I'm not going to knock it off until I hear from you all because I've been doing it all day today because screw Jeremy. <clears throat> but if I get significant feedback that, that I am embarrassing myself with those photo comments, I will stop. So I want to give, I want to give it to the listeners and, and just give me your feedback. Do I need to stop it? Am I embarrassing myself? Is Jeremy right? What, what concerns me is, I mean, like I could stop right now because it's bothering Jeremy and that would be a very courteous thing to do to Jeremy, but I think he might be somewhat mistaken. I think a lot of cultural references have gotten past Jeremy because he was homeschooled and then he went to an unaccredited Bible college where he cooked and ate frog legs without skinning them. So I'm worried about he's kind of a special little lamb in the world. I mean there there are a lot of things he doesn't know.
3: Yeah. I mean I, I agree. Uh,
2: well, let me ask your opinion, Christy, would, would you want me to stop doing photo comments?
3: Um I You're hesitating.
2: That tells <laughs> me yes.
3: Be, I be honest. That's I don't really know. I think everyone else should vote. Okay. I don't. I don't want mommy and daddy to fight over this.
2: Okay. Well, I know you. You can't. You can't. You can't go all the way on either side. I understand. You're. I put you in a bad position. So yeah. Let <laughs> Let the listeners decide. I mean, he's your lover. He's your moon and stars. <laughs> you know. Gross. You're not gonna. <laughs> you're not gonna cross him. You shouldn't cross him. I'm in Austin. What do I mean to you? Nothing. You got to deal with Jeremy every day. So he's got to be happy. (laughs) All right. All that being said, it's time for the week in review. Uh, Andrew, if you're still listening, thank you. And we're not going to be as rough on you this week as we were last week. And we're going to have you on the show very soon as well. Luke, if you have been listening, I don't think you have, but goodbye. Have a, have a nice, uh, have a nice Monday. And we look forward to the show posting later. We can review Monday show 1842. Oops, we did it again. What did that show title even mean? Do you
3: remember, Christy? Um, what was it referencing?
2: I, I I'm drawing a blank on that one.
3: Oh, the animation.
2: Oops is the oh, name oh, of the. Oops, yeah. Oops yeah. is
3: the bird, right? <laughs> okay, we'll get to the
2: animated thing yeah. at the end of Monday's talk because that's going to be our clip of the week. But, uh, the first thing that they were talking about on the show was Luke's office in the, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Luke's, uh, office space in the, the old post office in mm-hmm. Port Townsend. And it sounds like a pretty horrible place to do a podcast. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> there is an echo there. And also he has the sun, which
3: beats down beams
2: on it. in. Yeah, it beats down on him the entire time, and they tried to put up some curtains, and he ripped them down <laughs> inadvertently, and it just sounded like Yakety sack should have been playing during the whole yes. curtain thing. Um Could there be some sort of permanent solution, maybe some drapery or something? I mean, it's going to get ugly in the summer. I know when I talked to him, I, something like last July, I think, uh, I was talking about coming up there, and we were going to do some recording, and, mm-hmm. and he said, I would rather do it. <laughs> I would rather do it in like uh, October, November cause it's blazing hot in here. Yeah. So, he needs
3: to get those blackout curtains, I think.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it might help with the echo too. Don't yeah.
3: you
2: think? Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew, uh, talked about how he was on grapes of rad. Uh, and the, the one that's aired, he did two episodes of grapes of rad. One that's aired was a, uh, what's that show that they recap? Um, um, look, Bacula. Uh, right, that's the name of the actor. Um, Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap, look, They bacula. do. They do a. They do a show called a Look Bacula where they they recap a Quantum Leap, and that show with Andrew and Vives has already been released. What hasn't been released though, listeners, is the next show they did. They did a regular Grapes of Wrath episode, and please, we'll we'll link it when it when it comes out. But please go there because. Andrew gets
3: cat rolled. <laughs> <Ha! laughs>
2: there are dozens of us.
3: <laughs> gotcha, Were you buddy. behind that one?
2: I can't confirm or deny anything <laughs> about that. There was a cat roll that happened on TBTL this week, and I, I can I can give you one of our operatives on that, but we'll we'll get to that okay in a bit. Um, they had their big argument on Conan, and Conan uh, apparently uh, one of Conan's writers was kind of taking jabs at, at uh, Jimmy Fallon and some of the other guys as like, f- there was frat boy comedy that they're doing and that Conan was doing real comedy and Conan distanced himself from, from the comment. And I, I don't think he fired the writer, but I mean, it just seemed, you know, he, he handled his business fast mm-hmm. and pretty strongly. And the guys kind of disagreed about that. What did you think about that?
3: I, I hate saying that someone has a personal brand, but Conan has a personal brand and he had to protect it. And honestly, it could have even been the writer doing it for him because most of these celebrities don't do their own Twitter. They have people that do it. So it could have even been that guy. I mean, he knew it was coming. Mm -hmm. He pulled everything down. He apologized for it. He knew that he shouldn't have been doing it and that he wasn't speaking for He's not speaking for Conan and that's basically all he said.
2: Well, there's a I thought there was a kernel of truth in the in the guy's in the writer's sentiment, mm-hmm. but it wasn't his place to do that and 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 I I don't know. I I sort of agreed with the with what Conan did and I didn't maybe I wasn't paying close enough attention, but everyone thought this was a big argument between between Luke and Andrew, but I, I, I thought not. it was just I thought they just got short with each other over who, who would get the talking stick or something? And that's what it sounded like to me in the moment. And then the next day it was a big deal, but, but I think it's a big deal every time mommy and daddy fight when Luke and yeah. Jen would have a crossword. Oh my God. Right.
3: Yeah. I think that this was nowhere near their voting fight.
2: Oh, the voting no, fight. Nowhere oh. near that. You, you mean you mean the controversy that- where everyone where a hundred percent of the of T V Tell listeners claim to be voters when that's not even humanly possible? It's not even statistically possible. <laughs> Do you mean that 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 fight?
3: Yes. Yes. That that fight was much much worse. Um but Luke was getting heated and he even said because he had he's had times where he's gotten called out in a work situation and felt humiliated. So it's Mm -hmm. him putting himself into the shoes of this comic Mm
2: -hmm. and
3: having feelings. And because of that, he was very worked up and animated about it. And he kept interrupting Andrew Mm
2: -hmm. and Andrew
3: called him like, called him on like, Hey, I wish that you would stop interrupting me, which is good for him.
2: Yeah. I didn't, I didn't have any problem with it. It turned into a big deal and and they downplayed it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I don't know much ado about nothing, but it was the second time in probably three days that I heard Luke running down Justin Timberlake because we were listening to an old episode uh, for the other version of this podcast. And this was like six, seven years ago. He's running down Justin Timberlake, you know, kind of (laughs) saying this guy's a flash in the pen. Who the hell, you know? Uh, And then here we are so many years later, Timberlake's still a big star and he's, he's really talented what what i think is at the root of this is there are some people who don't like it when good looking people are talented
3: yeah it's it's not well, fair
2: <laughs> right it's it's true and and i've felt it in the past i used to feel it a lot but now i'm older you know when you're older it's kind of the version of like old people when they go in the locker room they just let it fly they just you know mm-hmm. let their let their let their balls hang to the ground like you don't care anymore like When you get a little older, you can just admit it. Hey, this guy is freaking talented and he's better looking than I ever was. And I just enjoy it. You just start to enjoy it more. But Luke isn't there yet with Justin Timberlake, I don't think.
3: Well, and it's also – I mean they've talked about a little bit about it with athletes, right? Because the football players now are way younger than – then uh, Luke and Andrew and you mm-hmm. and me and everything. And you look at this and they're like 24 years old out of, you know, wherever. And they're so young and they're multimillionaires now. And they have their whole life in front of them. I think that that becomes a middle-aged guys um, thing that they go through. And here's Justin mm-hmm. younger than Luke and he's funny and he's smart and he's could dance and he could sing and act. And he's very handsome. Yeah. I understand. Yeah, it.
2: I, the only, the only thing sometimes that I, there's still a twinge where I get angry is when someone comes up with a joke that I feel like I should have come up with. <laughs> God damn it. That guy <laughs> nailed it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so pissed. I'll still retweet it, but that's the difference between now and, you know, 10 years ago, mm-hmm. 10 years ago, I said like, fuck that guy. Right. Sorry, Aiden. But, you know, now I'm like, "Yeah, that was a good one. You got off a good one, and it should have been me."
3: Right. I hate you. Yeah.
2: Um, on Monday, also, uh Luke sort of told the wooden boat story. I feel like this is a story that needs to have it an entire podcast. Because we're getting it in, in dribs and drabs. Do you really feel like you have a grasp on the timeline of the wooden boats and the and what, what Carrie knew and when she knew it? And did she know about the first boat or the second boat? Or when did she know about the
3: second? Wait, it, does he have two boats? I think so. Oh. No, then. What I do understand, <laughs> though, why he's being a little bit sketchy about it. Not sketch, but secretive. It's his life, Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. as soon as he talked about having a boat, people did jump on it. And mm-hmm. there's there's going to be a population of people, um, similar to the Justin Timberlake thing, right? Well, Luke Burbank has a boat, I don't have a boat, I'm not I'm not gonna donate <laughs> to TBTL. He obviously doesn't need right. it. And that's just mm-hmm. stupid. And I mean yeah. people there was already threads about that. Like, oh, he, he has a boat. He, he has maybe has two boats and I, I don't know. I, I just think, and the, what I replied on it is I want them to make lots of money because I want them to keep doing this. I don't want Andrew to have to go back to a job that he hates and is angry all the time and driving in traffic two hours a day and just being completely miserable. I don't want that. I want them to be Uh happy and to spend Tons of time producing a great show.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just feel like if you're going to tell any part of the, if you're going to tell parts of the wooden boat story, I just want the whole thing. Um, You can, I mean, he doesn't have to, but I just feel like I don't know the and And I know some things that I haven't said. Mm Mm-hmm. So I know some things, but I don't know everything. And things got really convoluted after the point where I did have some information. So I'm not up to speed on it. And I would just, you know, it's the first thing I'm going to ask him about when I see him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, uh, I'm, I just feel like if you're going to be out there, you go ahead and finish the job. I mean, he could button up the whole boat thing if he wanted to, but he, since he, he's talking about it a little bit, I'd just really like to know. I don't know. Am I being a jerk? Am I being too invasive on that?
3: I don't know. No, I mean, I just, I mean, you just want to know because you want to know these stories, and he's a great storyteller, and Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of funny.
2: That could could have been one of the greatest fights of all time between someone who didn't know that their husband bought a
3: book. Yes. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's mostly what I want to hear the story, but I understand him not talking about it. Because of the issue of people being so weird about his, I'd be if if I were that kind of person, I'd be more upset about the like fancy Audi that he has than a boat. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah, and you know maybe maybe Carrie's still a little upset or sore about it. Maybe so that that might be a thing because like I wouldn't tell a story if I thought that it would, um, you know, hurt Emily. I wouldn't tell a negative story about her or Cullen or you know, anyone Mm -hmm. like that, because it would hurt her. So maybe that's what's what it is, because it might still be a little raw.
3: Right. And maybe the fight was something that he doesn't want to get into. Right. Right.
2: (laughs) Uh, Because his position was not (laughs) very (laughs) defensible. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody likes to rehash a fight where they're standing in quicksand,
3: you know? And I, I would have. Hey, remember I, that
2: time when I didn't have a leg to stand on? Let's talk about that.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, I would love to be there just because I would love to see him try to get out of it. Or, well, you know what? I bought a boat. I mean, I just want. I just have gone over and over it so many times in my head of how it got brought up. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I just love his. Or, or was it one of those things where, of, like, something? Well, I was just like something came in the mail. Ins- like,
2: D- buy boat insurance, yeah, <laughs> you something. know, on your new boat, because because you know when you buy something, they send out all kinds of bullshit. Oh at yeah, you, like about warranties and all this stuff. So that could have been what happened. He might have got busted. He might have had a plan to tell her, which was going to work, but you know, sometimes the plan doesn't work.
3: Right, and the longer you wait, the harder it's going to be. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things, right? It's like robbing banks. The more you robbed banks, and the more you, money you got, the harder it was to tell the wife.
2: Yeah, yeah. If I'd have just told her after the first one, she would. Have, she was just go. Oh, you silly goose!
3: You silly bank robber! Let's do it together. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so the the boat itself, the 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 nice boat, the big boat, the boat that I think was in Ballard is called the General Lee, which is a really weird name for a boat. It I is. Mean, how much of an asshole would you have to be to name your boat General Lee? First of all, to like paint your car like the General Lee. Yeah. That's one thing. But now you got a boat and you put General Lee on it? What what does that even mean? I'd love to know the story behind that.
3: Yeah, unless the guy's name was Lee and he was a general, then it's not okay. <laughs> right. Right. Which is and a even very, then, very you narrow. Don't name group. a boat after yourself, then you're a big douche.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, people are online, like putting up petitions. Let's name his boat the poop deck or whatever it was. I'm like, don't, let's not tell Luke what to name his boat. Let's, yeah. <laughs> he can name it. If he, if he asks, you know, Hey, Stens, tell me what to name my boat. And he puts it on the Stens page. Yeah. Offer your suggestions, but uh, peti- online petitions. I've made it very clear in other, in other formats that online petition people, I don't like you. So yeah, either you what have would a petition you name or you don't. It? Don't have an online petition.
3: What would you name it?
2: Um, gosh, I wouldn't. I mean, it's his. I, you want you want if you if I had a boat, I would never let anybody else name it. I would find something personal. Um I tr- I think I would avoid the funny stuff because it could be funny for a month, a year, a decade, but there will come a point when your pun based boat name will no longer I- be I, funny. I
3: disagree. I love the puns <laughs> o- on boats specifically. My, the Jerry rig. Yeah. My, my boss had this giant yacht, um, that was at the Seattle Yacht Club. So I'd have to go up there. I'd have to get it ready for boating season and then get it ready for winter and, and go down and kind of manage that happening and the staff that was on it. And I just loved walking up and down the docks and and just would laugh out loud as, oh, good one. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not saying the puns
2: aren't good. They aren't funny. But if it's your boat, and you have to look at the same pun. And then that pun starts costing you a lot of money. Like there's some storm and it gets... You half capsized, capsize and then you got to yeah. get weird gunk cleaned off it and whatever. And you, you start to hate that. Pun.
3: Oh, yeah. Well, and then you have to name you have to call it in by radio. You know, right.
2: That's true. Like, so you never think about that. It's like going to buy a movie ticket to some, oh, two for the sisterhood of the traveling pants, please. <laughs> you don't think about it till you're walking up there and you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta say, I go, give me the Rudy tootie Fresh and Fruity, please.
3: Yeah, the all boats you gotta, should. Th- just, you gotta
2: think about how your boat's gonna sound when it
3: comes over the radio. <laughs> right, all boats should just be called the Money Pit.
2: Yeah, good call. Just Thanks. every single one of yeah.
3: them. Yeah, Money Hole.
2: So the last thing on Monday, uh, they the they were talking about the animated thing. I got Christy. Can you look up the fellow's name that did Eric. it? Eric. Eric. Yes. So, yeah. Eric did this animated thing. It was sensational. It was the story of Andrew's bird when he was a kid. It was his mom's bird. Yes. And this bird used to sh- poop everywhere, and they would. She his mom would yell "Oops!" because the bird is supposed to learn something from that or something. Mm-hmm. But that's all they would ever yell because the bird was just pooping everywhere. So the bird became named Oops. So Andrew told the story, and and the animation was made. And Andrew put it on his own Facebook page and his mom (laughs) – did you see the thread where his his mom came in? Yes. That was great. So he actually wrote,
3: no one tell my mom, (laughs) which is so great.
2: (laughs) But I can't believe that she didn't know he hated the bird.
3: Yeah, that's – well, and he even talked about it in there – in, in the whole original thing is that he's like, wow, I, d- I guess I didn't know. I didn't realize I was holding such um, feelings about the bird. <laughs>
2: right. In between Oops the Bird and the dog that they made disappear, it seemed like a pretty chaotic household for pets. The Andrew Wall's childhood home.
3: Well, with all those Frisbees flying around in the pool, like who knows what's going to happen, right? Um,
2: (laughs) Right. The above ground pool and all the Frisbees you can throw.
3: I just have a thing, and I know this is going to make people mad, but um, I don't think birds should be pets. It just seems Mm -hmm. really sad to keep a bird in a human house uh, and keep them from flying away. It just seems so terrible.
2: It just seems like having a noisemaker in your house for a pet.
3: Yeah, they're like, awful.
2: Every thirty-five minutes, it goes off.
3: Oh,
2: thanks a lot. That's yeah. fantastic. You're so cute. Let me pet you. Oh, wait. Right. You don't allow that.
3: And you're gonna bite me. Yeah. <laughs> right. And they kind of stink, right. and they have the carry diseases. The whole thing. I'm mm-hmm. just...
2: Yeah, I'm down with rabbits, but not, not birds. <laughs> um the 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 animated bit, though, is amazing, and Luke and Andrew both loved it, and we're going to play the clip now from uh, when they were talking about it on the show on Monday.
0: Here's how you can get even more Andrew in your life. You can go to our Facebook page and look at this unbelievably great animation that listener Eric made uh, animating about, I don't know, a minute and a half of TBTL, where Andrew was talking about Oops! The Bird it's, and I, we, I guess we, I didn't remember this, but I guess we said on the show, hey, can someone go and animate this? And I guess I was expecting something that was like one of those jib jabs, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a, a fairly rudimentary kind of uh, template on the internet where you can just plug in right. audio and, and, you know, it kind of makes it, makes it easy for you. No, this from listener Eric, this is a straight up hilarious animation of us talking. I, I watched it with Carrie today. We were laughing out loud. As the um,
1: saying goes, we were Rolf Roffling as I- the internet <laughs> says I've come to the, um, the realization that um, nothing else matters. How and many times this, did you watch this video today? I watched it like three times already, um, and I have been laughing the whole time. <laughs>
0: that's ex- that's actual tape of me watching it for the third time
1: how many show ideas did i send you today luke how many ideas for content uh, for today's show did i email you today do you want me to give the do you want me to give be the honest, accurate answer be honest uh that would be zero. Zero. <laughs> right exactly do you know why i didn't send you any
0: because you were roffling. Because all the, I did today,
1: that Eric made. <laughs> all I did today was watch this thing, tweet this thing, Facebook this thing, watch this thing, tweet this thing, Facebook this thing. I am. Um, this was a like, it was like a little two minute part of the show where you were talking about kind of people who have pets as birds, and you were talking about cockatoos. And then I, I told you that we had a cockatiel growing up, and do you want
0: me to just play it? Is that
1: weird? Is that the most TBTL thing you could ever do? You could play the audio of a thing that 's animated I will say this though what I want to say was afterwards you were just like you were laughing so hard and you said that was the best part of Tbtl ever and that 's why like later on in the show or I'm, I'm sorry, like, later on that week, you had said something along the lines of, like, that was the funniest thing ever on TVTL, and I just did not get it. I, I was just like, what do you mean? I just talked about this bird I had, and I never went back and listened. And I still don't know if it's the funniest part of the show, but watching it with Eric's animation, like, it's really weird to sit there and have your own words and voice make you laugh so hard. Sounds, <laughs> ego- it sounds it's actually, very but it's Eric's, But
0: it's Eric's anim- animation, right? Yes. It's, exactly. it's the way that Eric is taking kind of this sort of literalism to what you and I are saying, mostly what you're saying in this about the size of the bird. I love his rendering of you as a young it is Ohioan. So great. What's on your t shirt a little it, brown
1: shirt? He put me in a little like, brown shirt.
0: I mean it's just there are there 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 are just a million visual I won't play the audio because the yeah. jokes the, the thing that makes this work so well is the sort right. of visual element. I would say this go to our Facebook page, go to the real TBTL Facebook page and check it out. And also – or if you want to go to the Stens page, go check it out there as well. This is amazing. We have got to figure out a way that we can get listener Eric to do more of this and and maybe even do it on a semi-regular basis because – I mean really this – don't you feel – it was episode 1842 today. Don't you feel like this animation justifies – all of the subpar stuff that we've churned out over the years. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, actually, you said um, you mentioned Eric again. Let's at least give him a plug. He's got a website. Uh, he, oh, he does. Yeah, it's know. Unlikely Attitude. He does other art and um, video stuff. And I think it's his, it's, I, think, I believe it's his side gig now, but it's under the banner uh, Unlikely Attitude. And you go to un- unlikelyattitude.com. He's also on Facebook. I know I'm doing a lot of plugging today, but I mean, it's the least I can do for Eric. This is, I mean I'm almost hoping we can keep the show short today just so I can watch the video again. I don't blame you
0: at all um, because, again, it is it – it's it's better than we could have even imagined and, and hoped for. And and you know what? Since we're in the plug-in mood, let me just plug one other thing very quickly. If people are traveling to the TBTL Facebook page, go uh, check out the link. Uh, it's at the top of the Facebook page to um, TBTL Night at the Mariners game. This is May 28th. It's Mariners versus the uh, Cleveland Indians. I will be there. Andrew will be there. Uh, the tens of listeners will be out there. It's discounted tickets. We all get to sit together and you get a free TBTL t-shirt just for coming, but you got to buy them through the Mariners special part of the website and use the promo code TBTL. The easiest way to find that is to go through our Facebook page, which has a link to the special part of the Mariners website where you can do this. So do please go
1: check that out. And uh, we really would like to see you on May the 28th. Can I mention one other thing about this video and then we'll move on. um, I wanted to post this on Facebook because it's great. I'm like my own personal Facebook page. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was worried like that my mom would see it because my mom oh, and I are Facebook right. friends and basically the whole piece of tape is me talking about how I didn't like this bird and it was my there's mom's There's also an bird. animation of her being shit on <laughs> by a bird
0: which is right. for, on a Monday morning always a difficult
1: thing for a mother to see. <laughs> I kind don't, of, you know, just out of the blue. I don't know if any of the droppings hit her but it, definitely I am, uh, mm. I, I am targeted many times by oops in this video. But anyway, so I did post it and I decided what to do because I was like, there's no way if I post this to my personal Facebook page my mom won't see it. So, mm-hmm. I think you'll dig what I did What I wrote was I posted it and I just wrote Nobody show this to my mom Because then I thought <laughs> Maybe nobody will show show yeah. it And it'll slide under the radar And then, But chances are mom will see it And at least it'll be kind of funny and, and sure as shit Did you know sure as shit she saw it Sure as shit she wrote it She wrote too late I didn't even know you had a problem with this bird I thought he was a fun guy
2: <laughs> Alright let's move along to Tuesday Show 1843 Andrew's Morning Zoo. So this is the show where we found out that Andrew listened to last week's Little Red Bandwagon. <laughs> he was in the kitchen working on his night meats, which means he was cooking up some chicken to go in his tubs of salad. To, I guess just stay in the fridge now. They don't go with him all to right. work because uh, he's at home. He just makes, he just has a fridge full of tubs of salad all week. Um, and. Christy, can you take it from here i mean i I have my opinions on on his his listening and the way he took it and all that, but you are more sensitive about it so so I, how, what how did you feel about what
3: happened? I can't listen to him talking about listening because I instantly want to apologize um and he listened to the Worst one of where I actually was going off on something. <laughs> Normally, I'm the what nice was it, one. What was
2: it that you went off on? Do you remember?
3: I don't. Do you?
2: Oh. No, no. I'm. See, I can never, I can never remember what I'm making fun of Andrew for because I do it so often. Um, <laughs> so it's hard for me to keep straight. But, but here's the thing, Christy, and everyone out there listening. Andrew is in on the joke. He is having fun with it. I get message messages from him where he's laughing about it. He loves it. So don't get defensive. There's some guy on Twitter who's like, oh, Andrew, I was so wrong about this new podcaster. They They're hate terrible. you. And, and I hate them. <laughs>
3: yeah, that, All right. that also made me feel bad.
2: But, but does it make you feel bad for Andrew? Or does it make you feel bad that we're being misunderstood?
3: Both. Yeah, I can it, see that. It just... When I'm having sensitive days, and I hear Andrew doesn't like it, and then someone on Twitter decides that they're gonna be all poopy about it, it makes me just not want to do it.
2: Well, I, I like the fact that that person had his back. They were excited for the show when we launched, and Jeremy went and pulled the original tweet when they were excited about listening to LRB, mm-hmm. and then he he just put him back to back with he put it back to back with the one where the guy says, "Oh, these chumps," you yeah. know. <laughs> It was really funny. What Jer- Jeremy normally embarrasses himself on Twitter pretty badly, but that particular day he was on point.
3: Hey, we got free dog food this week oh, from Twitter.
2: Christ. <laughs> All right, let's not go down that road. Okay. Uh, um he uh, also on uh on Tuesday Andrew was playing the WMMS album that was uh sent to him by a listener and um he's clearly enjoying it. More than we probably were. Right. Um, but what it put me in mind of, because there was, there was one bit of it where there was a fast talking history of the WMMS morning show. Mm-hmm. And I thought, um, why don't we crowdsource this? Why isn't there a fast talking history of TBTL? Yes. I can't talk fast, like but, a, but that would be, <laughs> no, I can't. Yeah, you'd have to speed me up, but yeah. Oh.
3: Yes. Okay. Someone, someone,
2: someone can, you know, summarize the whole thing like a, like a one minute fast talking Wikipedia
3: oh I like uh, that
2: idea so if anyone wants to do that um, go ahead and do that and then expect 10,000 requests for other uh, (laughs) fast talking history (laughs) could you give me oh yeah dude in in one you know
3: oh gosh Uh, things things you should know oh let's all the awesome not awesome sped up fast (laughs) oh god
2: um. Okay, so that we'll get back to WMMS because he played the worst 249 in broadcast history later in the week. But right now it's time for our new segment, which is where we talk about the guys talking about Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones, and what what was their segment name? What did they end up with? Like song Tales of and ice sp- and spoilers. Song of ice and spoilers, which is solid. Mm-hmm. It's a solid choice, but we preferred. And one of our listeners came to us with their disappointment over, I mean, I was disappointed because I came up with my Northwesteros.com, mm-hmm. which is probably a year too late. This is, it know? was pretty good. But, you know, I knew that couldn't be, I came up with a bunch of other suggestions, but none as as, um, what, what was the name of this listener? Naomi Hilliard came up with a great name and she came to our Facebook page, which is a way to get us to use your material. <laughs> and that, that one, um, we're gonna call our segment of us talking about them talking about Game of Thrones, Jonesen for a Thronsen. Yes, which which I think is is slightly superior name. Not that their name isn't good; their name rolls off the tongue. But Jonesen for a Thronsen—that's our segment. Um, Christy, what are what were your thoughts on last Sunday's
3: Game of Thrones? Um, uh what I think about all of them is that nothing really happens for a really long time. And then the last couple episodes, everything just happens. And then (laughs) I know that everyone was shocked about the mask coming off. And it's a guy. I didn't remember that she knew (laughs) that she knew that guy was. And so Mm -hmm. Andrew talking about it was great because then I remembered that I'm supposed to be shocked and shocked and excited about that happening. And, Andrew's saying that that him being that guy actually made the show better than the books and I have read that a couple times now. So I guess it's a huge deal that that happened. <laughs> um yeah.
2: Well, Arya was on this she's trying to get to this new town cuz she's you know wants to go on her killing spree or whatever. Mm-hmm. I honestly I I don't really follow it very well. So, but, yeah. but um she, she's they're sailing, she's on this ship and she's sailing into the harbor of the city, and the city is protected, and it had there's one entrance to the harbor, and it's there's a giant soldier straddling that entrance. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking because because all these people talking about full frontal nudity in Game of Thrones has me thinking about well, Arya is a little bit too young; she probably shouldn't look up when they go under that.
3: <laughs> well, that brings up that a guy point. with the
2: giant battle skirt.
3: That that brings up a point of. Why is she traveling alone? Who are? I mean, I know her parents are dead and stuff, but was there no foster system in this? In this? No. Here's time? what happens:
2: you, you take Arya down to the dock and and you say, "Okay, she's traveling alone." And then they give her a little pin of a ship, and then they make sure that you know she 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 gets the whole can of coke when she's when she's on the ship. I mean, the stewardesses, I think, take care of. Yeah, she wears a button an alone.
3: accompanied minor.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. What else? Oh, oh. uh John Snow got elected to the worst, worst office that I could think of, which is oh, you got to stay in this. You got to
3: stay, stay a virgin, <laughs> and stay living here with a bunch of men.
2: Yeah, right, right. No, thanks. Yeah. No, I don't want to. I don't uncool. want to be chairman of the sausage yeah. fest.
3: I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> he should have just gone like, "Oh, this is awkward." I was just about. <laughs> Was uh, I running for I this? I didn't think go. I was running for this. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't remember. I can't even write my own name. So I don't know how it got in on that. But like, I'm going to go to the... I, I was elected leader somewhere else where I get to have tons of sex <laughs> ah, Right. And drink all It seemed all like when he, when,
2: he boned down, when he boned down with one of the <laughs> wildlings, right. um, I, I thought it wasn't that his chance to just take off you know because yeah. they're all like oh you went with the wildling yeah, yeah. i'm a huge disappointment we'll see you later right
3: <laughs> <laughs> he or he should have said yeah you're right i did bed down a wildling high five right am i right yeah yeah, yeah every guy in that <laughs> room was Swap. going
2: My mother no <laughs> you? that guy got to have sex i'm pissed right. off it's like he's like the j, j uh justin timberlake of the exactly oh good guys man. at the wall mm-hmm they're all jealous. He's good looking. He's a better fighter than me. Oh, I hate him so much.
3: What about, what is it about the wall and this, and the watchman that makes you want to join it? Nothing. There's nothing. nothing.
2: No. Yeah. I couldn't say, I mean, and how, how does that one guy stay so fat up there? <laughs> doesn't seem like, doesn't seem like a place where you can stay fat.
3: They're going to have to write it in at some point, like they did Hurley on Lost. Where he just has a, a a a hideout of ranch dressing that he's drinking.
2: Yeah, yeah. You get enough letters from from uh, viewers, <laughs> listeners, or whatever, and you finally have to explain. It's like, uh, dude is really fat. Yeah. Uh, what's happening there? Where's he getting all that food? Because everyone else looks really hungry. <laughs>
3: All they're eating is coconuts. How does he weigh 500 pounds? <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: you'd think after a year he would look fantastic, you know, cause that's the only benefit to that type of situation exactly. is I know, I know after a year I would be expected to look nice, right? you know, <laughs> no one can see me cause I'm on a desert island, yeah. but I'm looking tight. Exactly. All right. The last thing I had on, on, uh, for Jones and for Thrones and was, uh, have we had enough of, uh, old blue eyes just sitting up there and making everyone walk up and tell their sad story about the goat someone stole? <laughs> I mean, this has been going on for years, it seems like. And she finally does something, I mean, something interesting. She, so, there's a guy who kills someone who was on trial. And, you know, looked at as a big favor to her because that's the way they do things in that town or that country or whatever they're in. And she didn't see it that way. She wants to be law and order. She wants due process, all that stuff, habeas corpus, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll throw out a bunch of Latin stuff. I don't understand. Um, she wants everything to be above board. So she sentences this guy to death. Why didn't he get a trial? Yeah. And she's all, she's all about the trial. And then some guy commits a crime and she's like, Oh, well, you didn't give that person a fair trial. So you're going to die today. What, what is that? Seems pretty inconsistent. And, and here's the thing. If you're going to have a controversial beheading where people are going to be hissing and, and advancing on you with those unbelievably tight, um, butts that those girls have at, in whatever land that is, <clears throat> it seemed like there was a real like Jack Ruby situation fixing to jump off there like they needed a little more security if you're going to do a controversial beheading here's a tip a little more security or maybe maybe make the beheadings the controversial beheadings private let's
3: set them to private yeah we don't need to brag about it
2: yeah yeah because they clearly weren't happy they were they were hissing and and they you know the unsullied were holding them back but at some point, if you're an unsullied, you know, don't you just want to take off and smoke some weed or something? I don't know. Just <laughs> th- these guys seem like they've really had a stressful life. Stressful. <laughs> sure. All right. That's all I have on Game of Thrones. Christy, have anything else? No. All right. Jones and for Thrones and maybe we can get a jingle or something. I don't know. If we get a jingle, then a uh, thousand people will ask for a different different. Right. Um, Wednesday, 1844, El Ropo, the man, the myth, the lasso. Is it lasso or lasso? Well,
3: I say lasso. Now I well, feel like I don't Andrew. actually say either. Because who says that?
2: <laughs> it right, doesn't come up. <laughs> doesn't come up. All right. Whichever. Andrew's keys to the show. Um, no more WMMS, which I was kind of happy about. Because <laughs> that stuff may have been pretty funny when you were 11. But wow. Falls flat now.
3: Well, and we can talk about this later in the week, but... I also think that if you don't grow up with it, you don't, uh, you don't care about it. It's not funny. Whereas like when we get to the T man stuff, I was laughing out loud and going Mm -hmm. through the memories of where I was when I would listen, you know. So I think that for him, that's, that's good quality listening time that he should probably keep to himself.
2: Yeah. For him. Yeah. It's good for him, but it made for some decent. It did. Radio, just no more. Um, the, uh, when they were interviewing El Ropo, El Ropo mentioned that he went and listened to them talking about him on the podcast. And it made me think like, if El Ropo is a grown up and can listen to criticism and respond, and I mean, he was really fun and resilient over all that stuff. Why can't Andrew and Luke? Why, why is their skin so thin? Why, why are they weaker than El Ropo? I don't understand that.
3: Do you think we could get El Ropo on our show?
2: Hmm. Yeah. Get his favorite TBTL moment and it would be <laughs> when I the El Ropo it. appearance. <laughs> <laughs> That's sort of a, a running joke behind the scenes is like everyone wants to get on the show and talk about the time they were on the show. <laughs>
3: But I really like the idea of him being at an event.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, I like that too because he could entertain.
3: Because
2: mm-hmm. I don't know, he was he was kind of amusing. It was fun, a fun interview. But it, the whole thing, like I'm not into magic, but mm-hmm. at this point, I think I'd like to see his act.
3: Yeah, and I think he gets it. He knows, he he gets magic. He he understands all of it and just um the I really liked his sense of humor. It's very dry. Yeah. Um
2: comedian yeah. musicians I'm sorry, magicians are always better than like uh Joe Booth Booth. Yeah, and 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 the the guy that he's these parodying the um the David Blaine's the yeah. um the Doug Hennings and David
3: like, Copperfield. Yeah. Yeah.
2: They're like, watch this. It's amazing. And like Dude, we know it's fake. So let's have a sense of humor about it. You're not, I mean, you're fooling me, but you're not fooling me. So let's have some fun instead of taking it all seriously. And that, that part of El Ropo, I do appreciate. Um, let's see. Oh, the car computer stories. The, the, the top story of the day was automobile manufacturers are fighting, um, for their proprietary Onboard computer technology, they, you know, their argument is they don't want just every Tom, Dick, and Harry working on their cars because they can disable systems that are very important or they can skew information that needs to be exchanged between parts of the car that help it operate. If you are, you know, if you're just a hobbyist on your car or whatever, um, I could see all sides of this story, but the more important thing is that that launched a conversation about declining skills of not just men, but everyone, declining actual physical and mechanical skills in our society from generation to generation? Did you give mm. this any thought, Christy?
3: Um, yeah, I agree. Well, first of all, with the computers, um, I know that this is a thing and I know that it, um, because I have a couple friends that have gotten, um, ones for Volkswagen and you basically hook up your laptop to it. You kind of have to buy the software legally and you plug your car in and then it tells you what you need. And dealerships don't want you to have that because they want you to go to them to fix it and pay a bunch of more money. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I agree that we don't know how to do anything anymore. Well.
2: I've talked about this on Takedown, but I'll do a short version of it here. Every gener- – and I'm going to use a word, Aiden, earmuffs. I'm going to use a word over and over in this segment that actually offends more than kids. It offends a lot of people, but mm-hmm. I use it because no one's come up with a good alternative. And when I say the word pussy, I don't mean a man. I mean a person who can't handle their business, right? Uh, a person who doesn't know how to do anything, a person who's helpless in the world, that's a pussy. If you have a better name for it, please tell me. That's fine. <clears throat> and if you're easily offended, tune out now. But every generation thinks the next one is a bunch of pussies. Mm-hmm. Uh, my grandfather was a lumberjack. My other grandfather was a carpenter. My dad was a star basketball player. He he played in the final four. He's in the Seattle university sports hall of fame. Um, so, I'm sure my grandfather thought my dad was a pussy because he was playing games. Mm -hmm. I'm sure my dad thinks I'm a pussy because I wasn't as good at basketball as him. And I'm sure if I had a kid, I would think they were a pussy because they didn't go to prison. (laughs) (laughs) Every generation thinks the next generation is full of pussies. And here's the thing. They're right. So... Uh, this is me admitting that I'm kind of a pussy, mm-hmm. uh, Christy. I don't know if you feel like you're kind of a pussy.
3: Well, first I need to um, say I don't agree with you using that word, but that's just a little caveat of okay. me saying no, that. No, that's fine. That's but fine. Secondly, I, I,
2: do you do you have another word though? What's the word? What should I do? I'm, I've always been lost on this.
3: Yeah. Um. Wimps? It
2: just, there's nothing that really, that really
3: (laughs) has the impact I'm looking for. Talks about this quite a bit. He didn't like Mm -hmm. that, uh, there's a scoreless game for the three year olds today. Ah! Um, (laughs) so he calls it the dumbing down of America, the dumbing down of people. So I don't know. I don't think that there's a good quality word for it. I think that yes, we, none of us know how to do anything and each generation gets worse, but it also makes my life a lot easier. I like that I can pull a tiny computer mm-hmm. out of my pocket and find yeah. a map. When I first learned how to drive, you had to use those map books. I don't even remember what mm-hmm. they're
2: called. Yeah, Thomas Guide. Thomas, Thomas Guide to love find
3: anything. And mm-hmm. how did we even do that? Or even Oh, I
2: love Thomas Guides. I I would go <sighs> back to Thomas Guides in a minute if I wouldn't look like such a nerd.
3: Well, I'm terrible with maps, so it was <laughs> it was not a good time for me. And um and then remember then it was you would print off a map quest yeah and t- and mm-hmm. take that with you so i like this i i like being able to do it. i i mean i think that there are things when we lose out um and there are still people that need to know those things i mean when i need my shower fixed i don't know how to do it so i need someone to be able to do that mm-hmm. so
2: yeah Yeah, I'm sorry. Again, I'm sorry for using the word. But, uh, yeah, this, we had a long debate on it when, when we talked about it, like last year on that other show about how to treat the subject. I mean, no Mm -hmm. one was debating that it's happening, but everyone's debating on the semantics of it. And I'm like, it's that part is not as important. (laughs) But I mean, yeah, yeah, please give me a suggestion and I'll switch to that immediately. But I'm not that worried about it because that, the the semantics of it is not what's important.
3: Yeah, and um I like I like my cush life where I can um <laughs> do spreadsheets all day and mm-hmm. then come home and watch Netflix. Yeah. I don't want to be putting rivets into an airplane. <laughs> no. And I I'm super excited that I have lots of choices in that. But I mean it is cool when you know how to do something.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's terrific. I mean, I don't know how to do that much stuff, but, but when there's something I know how to do and someone calls me in to do it, I'd be like, yeah, that's right. That's right. I have a little pride once in yeah, a while. I did it's this. not male pride. It's just pride as a human. <clears throat> I'm going to start, uh, skipping a couple items here, Christy, because okay. we're running really long, but I wanted to recognize what, what I thought was Andrew's finest moment of the week when they were talking about, uh, the hot dogs that you can get outside of, Safeco Field and how delicious they smell and how they are mm-hmm. better than the inside hot dogs. And you got to walk right by them to go in the mm-hmm. stadium. And there's but so many Luke,
3: flavors and toppings that come with them.
2: Yeah, it's just, it's way superior to the inside the stadium hot dogs. There, there's more diverse food in the stadium, but as far as like getting a sausage or a hot dog, mm-hmm. the outside ones are better. But I understand what Luke was saying. You know, it's, it, it, it feels like a baseball game when you go there and you buy a hot dog and you sit mm-hmm. down and eat it in the stadium. But I liked what Andrew said because, uh, as I said, my shocky cheese is hot dogs. Mm-hmm. He said, Andrew, uh, Luke said, well, w- w- would you stop at one of the vendors and get a hot dog? And he said, of course, of course I'd get, but that's an outside hot dog. I'm, <laughs> that's an appetizer. I'm still going to get my inside hot dog.
3: <laughs> yeah, I like that. You know,
2: and it just slid right by, but it was just one of my favorite moments because it was just Andrew being Andrew mm-hmm. and. I'm with him on that. Like you can't walk by those places without wanting something real bad. And, and yeah, you buy the peanuts in there cause they're out there cause they're $2 instead of $6. But, uh, but it's hard to resist those things. Dang. I worked at the stadium for many years and, and yeah, I partook in a lot of that stuff. So, cause it was way better than the free stuff I could get inside. Mm-hmm. Um, the last thing I want to mention on Wednesday Amanda wrote a letter. I don't know why I have Amanda's name handy and I don't have Naomi's (laughs) name and all these other people who, who care about little red bandwagon. I don't Mm -hmm. have those names, but Amanda wrote a letter to them about, uh, the guy with the, with the coonskin cap and the main coon cat with the freaky thumbs that sat on his shoulder. And she had met this guy. And in the email, she talked about how he was regaling some people, um, in the space where she met him with, uh, his usual cantor. And I, I guess she probably spelled it C-A-N-T-E-R or C-A-N-T-O-R, mm-hmm. which are different words. And she meant candor, C-A-N-D-O-R, mm-hmm. which means frankness, you know, which is what that guy is. He's like, you know, tell it like yeah. it is. I'm, I am what I am. And they struggled with that for so long. They were <laughs> looking up the definitions of Different types of canters and, uh, mm-hmm. oh, it was excruciating. And I usually don't get that. I, a lot of people write into the stents and they say, Oh, I was yelling at my radio. I was listening to that, but I'm, I'm kind of a word guy. Uh, and okay. that one drove me out of my mind. <laughs> candor. Look at the, look at the context of the sentence. Look at it. I could be wrong, but to me, the context of that sentence was candor. What did you think?
3: Candor. Cause, I I think that they because Cantor is a is the Jewish singer mm-hmm. at a religious right I think uh, but you know
2: and then and then canter with an O is is how a horse jogs it's it's a intermediate speed for a horse
3: but can we take this back to people not knowing how to do anything anymore? Um, <laughs>
2: sure, please. It's, yeah, spell, wrap check. It up. Button it.
3: it's spell check. Button it. Spell check. Mm -hmm. That it could have been auto corrected or spell checked or she wrote it right or knew what she was going to say and it spell checked it to something else. You never know. I think
2: what I mean, my theory on that is he she she wrote it as the wrong spelling and it since it's an actual word, cantor is an actual Uh, word that it didn't show it as yeah. Right cuz 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 spellcheck doesn't know what you mean. It exactly. only knows what you try to spell. And if you're your if your if your word is a word, it's going to let it go.
3: Yeah, and I'm I'm terrible at spelling, so I will try I I know the word I want to use and if spellcheck doesn't give me the right one, I will change the complete sentence to, to get a different word. So oh, I understand. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll rebuild the Taj Mahal just to, if I'm not sure of a word, I'll tear the whole thing down. Okay. I guess we're writing this whole email again because I'm not quite sure how to use this word. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, Thursday, episode 1845, special guest, Andrew Stomach. I guess that goes without saying Andrew was full. He ate a bunch of Portuguese sausage, rice, and uh, what, what else was on the plate? Portuguese Portuguese sausage, rice, and some eggs, two eggs, Eggs. two eggs, which I looked up and I put the picture online, Jeremy, Mm -hmm. which everyone seemed to enjoy the picture of what Andrew ate. They Mm -hmm. really seemed to enjoy it. So I put that up. Um... (laughs) So he was full. Uh, Luke ate an egg roll on the air, which always pisses me off when people eat.
3: I know, but didn't it make you hungry for those? And also, what made me mad is, no, it, they're no, called hearing spring people rolls. breathe
2: through their nose while they eat egg rolls on the air does not make me hungry. Well, it, it wasn't an
3: egg roll. It was a spring roll. So that was making me upset. No, 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 no. He said it was a fried roll. It was, no, I think, didn't spring he say it was fried rolls? Roll? are, are usually vegetarian. They're, you oh, get them at high restaurants and they're the thin rice paper.
2: Yeah, that looks terrible. It looks like, like sheep membrane over some vegetables it's, it's you don't good. care for. It's good. Ugh, and ugh.
3: and as soon as he took a bite, I was like, oh, that's a spring roll. That's good.
2: Nope. It, it made me crave nope.
3: spring rolls all day.
2: No, a bunch of shaved <laughs> carrots and they charge you $4 for it. Bullshit. Sorry, <laughs> all right, All uh, right. Next thing on Thursday. Um, boy, that the guys has got catrolled by my friend Stephen Lambert.
3: mm so mm, how did that mm, happen?
2: Here's what happened. Many months ago, um, they brought up that song, the the Paul McCartney-Kanye song. Just terrible. The auto-tuning. Oh, my God. Just awful. So they brought it up, but uh, Luke couldn't find it, like in iTunes or something. It hadn't been mm-hmm. released or okay. some dispute or whatever. He couldn't find it. So um, one of our cat roll cabal, one of the dozens, he sent Luke... Uh, a, an MP3 of that song. And about 25 seconds in, it goes to cat roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but uh, Luke didn't never played it because he didn't get that email until after that show was over. So it never really came up again until <laughs> now. So it was like a sleeper cell of a cat roll. It's been there the whole time. As soon as I heard the notes of that song, I was like, here we go. He's getting <laughs> cat rolled because we talked about it. At the meeting, I think this was the meeting back. It was late in the year. It was like our last meeting before Christmas, the last cat roll cabal meeting. And we talked about this one and we were like, Oh, well, you know, it's a sleeper. If Luke ever activates it, mm-hmm. he probably won't, but, but there's a lot of that stuff. Luke has a lot of that stuff. It's sitting around in his iTunes because he, claims he doesn't even remember. That He doesn't like his, he doesn't like his iTunes to have sex with anyone else's MP3s or iTunes, mm-hmm. but. His actions tell a different story, don't they?
3: Yeah, that it was so great, and he goes, "Are you kidding me?" That was my favorite part. (laughs) Andrew said, "I was about ready to pack this up and be done."
2: (laughs) Yeah, because I think that I think they're past the point of Luke cat rolling Andrew. That would be a one betrayal too far. But the fact that
3: they both did is my favorite.
2: (laughs) So Stephen Lambert. Um, We salute you. UW 1998, fellow fellow UW guy. I love you, buddy. Keep up the good work. Um, Let's see, what else we got? Uh, We're on Thursday. Robert Downey Jr. story. Um, I didn't have a lot on that except for what have we come to, ladies and gentlemen, where we're supposed to take someone seriously who's sitting there talking about Ultron 3, the Iron Man of Redemption, or whatever. I mean, <laughs> that was the only interesting thing that could have happened.
3: Right. Was and now someone everyone up his is path. taking sides on where they stand on this, or what should have been said, and what shouldn't have been said, and there's actually more press than before.
2: <sighs> like, okay, I get it. The cartoon movies, not cartoons, the... Superhero movies, the comic book movies, they're popular. They make money. It's only going to get more ubiquitous. Mm -hmm. But for the love of God, why are we having press junkets over this stuff? The nerds are going to go anyway.
3: Yeah. And I, from my job, I know that Marvel has a new movie coming out every six months. Mm -hmm. So does that mean he's going to be paraded out every six months? Yeah. And who...
2: Who is waiting who who among the movie going audience is waiting to see a Robert downey jr interview with with Channel Four in Britain to decide whether or not they're going to see see the Ultron Redemption you know yeah. it truly was an ultron redemption i think I think when they said that that was a reference to Last man on Earth when Phil was pretending he'd seen Shawshank Redemption in order to try to sleep <laughs> with with uh big, shake, chick, head. The Mad Men. big shake head madman big shake so it was very referential i appreciated it but uh wow wow are we worried about some trivial shit you know and if i were robert downey jr and someone brought that up it was probably the only interesting thing asked all day let's mm-hmm. talk about it like right. like like christy say you were talking to me it's about some bs podcast stuff i'm doing and then finally you asked me about, well, tell me about your drug addict days and your days mm-hmm. in prison. It would be the only interesting thing you asked me. Right.
3: Well, Why are I we would, shy about that? My first reaction was he got so butthurt about it because he's doing drugs again. Because mm-hmm. that would be the only reason to get that upset.
2: It didn't cross my mind. I thought it was movie star thing. But now that you say that, you know, It's possible. It's possible. You I know, mean, I maybe he's on some, some better drugs that, that you you know take you a lot longer to spin off. But I don't know. Yeah,
3: it just seemed like why throw a temper tantrum when he himself, when he first started playing Iron Man, was saying, I'm just like this guy, I had addiction problems, I was a jerk, um, I see myself in him. Okay, so all these years later, why does it matter that he's asking? Sure it was hacky yeah. questions but like you said best questions he got all day Most and they, interesting. and they
2: weren't they weren't jeremy style ambush you know gotcha questions they no. were they were they were just you can answer this or not you said in the new york times this you know citing something on the record you said this so many years ago in the new york times uh, and you know are you still politically that way or have you changed and then we're going to get huffy about that that's a real question
3: yeah i mean an ambush question would have been so, you've been sober for how long, you know,
2: oh yeah. really? Because
3: yeah. I have a picture of you buying heroin last night outside <laughs> right. the viper room, so
2: <laughs> right. how do you explain right. that, would, that? If Jeremy were conducting the interview, that's kind of the way it would have gone. <laughs> but this guy was perfectly civil right, so
3: and once you have uh, an accent it's just it's just always sophisticated when it comes yeah. from an English accent
2: <laughs> right. It's about ten percent more classy, yes. Um. Okay. Uh. The the last thing. I, oh, Luke had a throwaway line about uh, how someone came up to him. They were talking about how people they don't want to say their real job. They want to talk about their passion. So oh. he met someone who called herself a female contortionist. Yes. A freelance. No, sorry, freelance contortionist. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a hooker?
3: <laughs> I guess. I mean, I, when people ask what I do, even when I'm at my actual job, I do say podcaster.
2: Right. (laughs) Your passion. Pursue your passion. I'm a podcaster. Well, what do you do for money? Not important. Not important. And then they played the worst two minutes and 49 seconds in broadcast history. And I I can't disagree. It wasn't the worst audio. Uh, It was probably the worst written bit that I've ever heard because it, it started nowhere and went back from there. Mm-hmm. I That made that, that bit made me feel awkward. It made me feel like, because they put it on the album. It made me feel like they this was a part of a... They don't know what funny is. That's a good point, because listening to the other things that Andrew played, yeah. that's very possible. But what I thought also was, there had to be more to that skit. And it got cut. Like the lady Uh, wasn't comfortable, or the, or the managers weren't comfortable. Like it got sexy, or it got raunchy, or something, and they just ended it with, "Oh well, I'm not going to your place if you don't go to my place. This is this is terrible."
3: Ha! What? Mm -hmm. Well, I can't. What makes me uncomfortable is that it was actually written out. Like that was scripted. Someone wrote that.
2: It was very scripted. It was not. It was not. It was not improv. And and like if someone's doing improv, you grant them a little license. They're right. going to stumble. They're going to. There might be a couple false notes, and they will recover.
3: But it still that would have been terrible more. improv. <laughs> <laughs> there was no yes ending there. <laughs> oh god, ah, oh, so bad. I hope they play it
2: again. Actually, I liked it better because I don't know. I'm sick that way. I liked it better than the other. Stuff that was supposed to be funny. Mm I don't know. Um, Let's get to Friday real quick. Uh, Friday number 1846. Fights are like lullabies. That's a quote from Phyllis Fletcher. Let's talk for a second about Phyllis Fletcher. (sighs) She's a delight. I love her. That guy who says otherwise, we're going to burn him to the ground. No, (gasps) no, No. we're not. Where this stands, we're never going to burn him to the ground. He can like what he likes. The Q-tip talk. That was pretty much dominated the whole show oh, on Friday. Did that terrible. make you
3: uncomfortable? Be, well, I couldn't even read the comments on the Sten page about it. As soon as I saw that it was about ear cleaning, I'm like, nope, I'm out. Oh, see, Emily loved it. Emily, <sighs> like, I, I was her she liked to pop people's zits, too? Oh, yeah. Okay. So that's oh, yeah. the kind She'll, of person She sought she it had.
2: out, and she read every comment, all like 100 comments, and then... She went to the drugstore today. She went to Walgreens and bought some product which was horrible. They're like little ear scrapers. They're like uh you know honey dippers. Like um you know uh those wooden sticks that have uh there's a there's kind of a egg-shaped thing on the end of them with ridges in it oh, okay. and you dip it in the honeycomb. Um they're like honey dippers but for your ears. And she went to town on my ears and and because they're they're ridged the way they are, it hurts. And so she's scraping my ears, scraping my ears, and she gets just a little bit of almost nothing. Mm-hmm. And those things are expensive. Um, so that thread cost us some money. So I'm a little angry about it. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Why didn't you... You can buy a gallon of peroxide for like a dollar forty nine. That would have been the better testing. mm
2: Yeah, I. My ears are clean though. I'm the wrong guy to test this stuff on. Okay. I don't have a problem. What's your ritual?
3: Um, I I use the Q-tips. But um, How often? I, every
2: day after the shower. That seems yes. to be something everybody's doing. I, yeah. Really?
3: Hmm. I also um, ruptured an eardrum while scuba diving in my scuba test, and ever since then i've kind of had some ear issues so i have to put drops in there and 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 do a little like weird cleaning it's similar to like the peroxide that andrew mm. talked about
2: well it dominated a lot of the story I, i'm the the bottom line on the on the q tip situation is luke put it best uh if doctors are going to yell at you about using q tips that's fine. What else you got? Right. Cause they never, they never seem to, you know, I mean, you can go in their office and they'll do some procedure or whatever, but how about home stuff? What can I do at home? You know, maybe the peroxide thing, but there's no universal thing that, that anyone who's using Q tips gets referred to. So I'm tired of it. Stop Q tip shaming us until you have something <laughs> solid to replace it with. So yeah. screw you, doctors. Uh then they played the worst I'm sorry. Am I am I on the wrong day? The worst 249? Yeah. Uh, um Andrew's workouts. Oh right, right. I, I don't know why I skipped to you, to Q tips. Andrew's workouts. So the first twenty minutes of the show on Friday was them talking about Andrew's workouts, Luke's jogging. This is my least favorite kind of talk. And it's it's one of the reasons it's one of the the drawbacks of social media as well. It's just people talking about their workouts, whether mm-hmm. they're bragging or just exchanging information. There's nothing less interesting to other people than your workout unless they're on the same, you know, they're in the same CrossFit or paleo or whatever stuff you're into. There's nothing more boring. And let me bring Steve Nelson into this at this point. Mm-hmm. I started following Steve Nelson on Twitter because I thought, you know, maybe someday, Someone will give me my blog back. Um, and Steve Nelson could be that guy. So I, I started following him just to see what he does. And, and sometimes he tweets funny things, but mostly it's his bike workout or his jogging workout or what he's training for. And I gotta say, dude, it's pretty terrible. Don't do it. Stop it. Yeah, knock it off. You can communicate with whatever, whatever app you're using on your phone, but. Disable the updates to the old Twitter machine. Thanks, Steve. Thank you.
3: I personally uh, kind of enjoy Andrews, mostly because he's like the bad news bears of workout. And I just imagine him in pants that are probably wrong, (laughs) shoes that aren't really running shoes, yeah. Um, going there and feeling very awkward. And so A I like love- Tiny Cleveland
2: Browns t-shirt like <laughs> he was wearing in the, in the video.
3: Yeah. And I, I just really like that. But Luke just is this jock guy, right? And he's run marathons and, um, him going, I know Andrew, you don't feel like going to the gym. Why don't you just jog around your house? I run four miles in half an hour. You can do that too. And I just want to say, shut up. Not everyone is. Is you and like Andrew wants to go to the gym and then get a hot dog or a taco on his way out like that's what he wants to do, and he wants to play video games against himself on a rowing machine. I say do it
2: <laughs> yeah that sounds i sounds like something I really would have been into um way back in the day when I belonged to a gym and and rowing was really my thing um there wasn't much. There wasn't much of that type of stuff, you know, back in the early nineties, you just row and like watch TV or whatever. But uh, yeah, it sounds kind of pretty cool. I I would, I would get into that if I were him. So, um, the top story on Friday was a vine kid and Mm -hmm. my thoughts on vine. Um, it's a lot of work to, to like, look at somebody's vine, I mean compared to the amount of content that you're getting having to click and then unmute and then remute or stop or whatever that's a lot of that's a lot of bother to go through for 6 seconds of content so it <laughs> better be good that's what I, I mean I'm in favor I vines are fine if if you hit a home run but not many people are hitting home runs and this particular kid he he was doing a pretty good job on hit the whatever sections of these songs he was doing, mm-hmm. but but let me say this: I have no voice, I have no musical ability, but I can mimic almost any frickin' song or artist or comedian or whatever for six seconds. So I'm not entirely convinced the guy's a wonderkind. Wonderkind, God, here I am using vocabulary like Andrew. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> what do you think about Vine?
3: Um, I don't like it. I don't understand it and I don't get it. So maybe I'm not the audience for it, but Jeremy was really into it when it first started. And those videos just play over and over and over again. And Mm -hmm. sometimes, and it was just big, there was all these inside vine jokes. And then there was vine people that were having sex with each other. And then there was all this vine drama and he would constantly be telling me this story. So I have this background hatred for Vine anyways mm-hmm. um, if this kid is Because it because it, f- it was
2: one of your one of your lover's passions your moon <laughs> and your stars were really into it and it, and to you it was just another way that he was embarrassing himself on Twitter is that you know, what but we're you, getting
3: at? you bring it you exactly but you keep bringing up that I have this this lover you're kind of blocking me I mean what if I'm trying to get some uh, that hot 10 action out there hey <laughs> I,
2: I know there's I don't have some a ring stems. on it there are some Stens out there a-trolling. Guys are out there bragging about how they did this and did that. And, you know, you got fat guys out there talking about their marathon training. I'm just saying proceed with caution, Christy. If you're looking in the Stens for love, not everyone is who they appear to be.
3: Call me. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I honestly think... That this how this kid is using Vine is genius because he's using it as six second commercials of "Hey, come listen to me," mm-hmm. and this this is my CD or this is my album, um. And then he's getting downloads from it. There you mm-hmm. go. And this is yeah, another. I got, no- one I got nothing of-
2: against the kid. I I, I just want to say that that like, I think I could pull off. I think I'm I could pull off six seconds of looking talented. Even
3: with yeah, that's what Emily no tells talent. me. Ha!
2: <laughs> Good one. Well,
3: Good I one. mean that that one. Uh,
2: hey, we'll explain that one to Aiden in a few years. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but um, I think this is another case of of Luke having a little bit of uh, jealousy. And this is a Justin Timberlake type situation. Mm-hmm. This right, kid right, right. has the number one album on iTunes. That's mm-hmm. amazing. This sixteen-year-old kid. Who became famous on Vine and has all the girls in the world wanting to know him? And (laughs) you know what I mean. And he 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 used this.
2: Christy, remember remember when we all downloaded the 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 songs of that that girl who played the ukulele? How many of us are listening to that these days?
3: Yeah. What it? I mean, he he used new technology, and Mm. probably made a million dollars. And there you go. All right. So the last thing
2: they did was they uh, Andrew solicited uh, people to go to YouTube and whatever archives they could search and get their favorite morning zoo moments from their own hometowns. We don't have a lot of time, but – They played some T-Man, which uh, T-Man was on Cube, Mm -hmm. uh, mainly Cube, in the Seattle area for a long time. Is he still on?
3: No. He just disappeared. Where is he? Really? No idea. Yeah. I've looked a couple times because I think his persona and his um, cast of characters that he brought onto the show would have made for great podcasts. And Mm -hmm. he he just disappeared and... haven't really been. That's what's nice. That was smart of him in never getting photographed is that he could go out with his family and was never harassed. And now he can just be whatever he's doing these days. Do you think he
2: could pull that off now? The never being photographed thing? I don't think he could. I think he'd be everywhere. I think everyone would know what he looked like.
3: I don't know. Look at Bean. How many people know what Bean looks like?
2: Mm, that's he's you're, pretty you're protective. asking the wrong crowd. You're asking the wrong crowd yeah, about well, Bean.
3: But you know, I don't know what Bean looks like. You don't? You, no.
2: You don't, you're not on Twitter? He's always on Twitter with photos. He puts photos out all the time.
3: But he's not all over. You know, it's not a Howard Stern. I would mm-hmm. say that he's, I mean, I, I would say that they probably have as many listeners now, Kevin and Dean. And, and, and also, Chris,
2: when someone proclaims himself to be reclusive and and doesn't get their picture taken. Now, I think in today's society, that would mean you'd have more pictures of you. Like, if you went out there yeah. saying, take my picture, please. You know, everyone, eh, eh, whatever. Go back inside, dummy. But if you said, I never get my picture taken, I would take your picture in a second. Mm-hmm. Say, you arrogant bastard. I got a photo of you right now. You fat M. I'm sorry. You fat <laughs> person. Yeah.
3: So did you listen to um, T-Man?
2: Uh, no, I didn't. I, I, it sort of missed me because, um, the, the problem that I had is it was on a station which probably never played a song that I would ever want to hear in my life. Okay. So I was always afraid that they were going to put a song on. So I never went over there.
3: Okay. I was a huge listener, huge fan Um, I did, there was one summer where I did, um, landscaping. And so all I did is listen to the radio. It got me through the day. Um, so I was, I was really into it. I was a big cube listener. Chet Buchanan. Remember him?
2: Um, I know the name. I don't know. He was a
3: nighttime. Um, so listening to that, uh, Luke Spook sent in, sent in the clip. I just got so excited. I
2: can't even, I can't even actually believe there are people named Chet. I can't believe that. That's not. That's not a thing.
3: It's a rich white guy name for sure, for sure.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was that 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 was not an
3: African American. <laughs> and I just, I just got so excited hearing the um the skit, and I was laughing out loud. And then Luke was talking about um gay phone operator, and I just remembered I I was friends with him on MySpace back in the day. And just mm. just getting back to all those cast of characters, I got really excited. And so his picture
2: would pop up there next to Tom. You could you could chat with the team Man or Chet. Yeah. Which one Which one were you friends with again? <laughs> gay phone operator. Oh, gay phone operator. Of course. Yeah. yeah you can could, you couldn't get any closer to 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 Chet or t Man. You you had gay through. Well, phone.
3: what's funny is I I had um Chet Buchanan was probably one of my first crushes. Radio mm-hmm. crushes, and I just had um, in my head what I. I felt didn't realize like he, you were
2: into the African American gentleman or the <laughs> Chinese gentleman.
3: I just had in my head what I felt like he looked like and acted like, uh-huh. and that was my. That's f- powerful, isn't it? That's really powerful. Yes, it, that was my first introduction to uh, f- a face made for radio. <laughs> Oh no. When oh, I I'm met sorry. him, I was so disappointed, but. I'm sorry. It had to yeah. be the
2: same way when we met. You know, <laughs> I was going to be your backup, and then you saw me, and you're like, yeah. well, I guess I got to choose again. <laughs> I'm coming for you, Joseph Linus Jordan. That's what you said.
3: Yeah, that's true. Backup of the backup. <laughs> <laughs> Uh
2: anything else on T-Man or Phyllis before we wrap it up?
3: No, I get really I I get really ex- I love her. I want her to be on every Friday, eventually coming into the fold and being on every day. Um that's probably controversial, but I'm saying it. I I do get a little um jealous that she gets to say the outro.
2: Oh, yeah. But
3: yeah, I'm very excited that? for her.
2: Yeah, that 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 does kind of make it seem like we're transitioning her in. Mhm. Um we're going to have Phyllis on the show here. Hopefully in a couple of weeks. Phyllis, if you're listening, hi. We're going to have you on. So <laughs>
3: Come up with your favorite. Don't even think about
2: saying no. <laughs> um, let's see.
3: And she's going Our to web- the baseball game.
2: Oh, really? She's going the baseball game.
3: You? Thursday, May 28th at 7:10. Get your tickets by going to tbtl.net and entering the promo code TBTL. Mike will be Seattle there. Phyllis will be team? there. All of your favorites. That's that's interesting.
2: I did not know Seattle had a baseball team, but that is interesting. I used to go to a Seattle pilots games when I was a tiny, tiny child. And to hear they have a new team, I'm pretty excited about that. I think I'm going to look into getting behind them.
3: They're only a little bit better than the green grasshoppers, but you know, it's a long season. It's a long season. (laughs) The
2: the green, the green grasshoppers have better pitching and they set the ball on a tee. So
3: we were explaining to Ellie that when you when you bat that's called an inning and they got to play two innings today and mm-hmm. um but when the Mariners play they they get a lot more and she goes, oh, "That's a long day." And I said, "Tell oh, me about it, kid." You guys would still
2: be out there with the green grasshoppers and the raging <laughs> red bulls.
3: Oh, we had a kid drop out uh, after the first one because he he needed to take a nap. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, nap, because Jeremy's story when he was a kid was he had exercise-induced asthma, which kind of meant that he was just out of shape, and his mom would wait for him at first base with yes. an inhaler in case he got a hit, which never happened, but no. she was hopeful. Naomi Holmes would be out there with the inhaler. I'm not teasing Jeremy at this point. No. This is a well-known story.
3: Yeah, and uh, Naomi Holmes was out there today. She, um, she was handling oh, no. second base today.
2: Oh God! Did she have everyone's like uh, their their bee venom, their epipens, and their?
3: Well, no. What she what she was in charge of today was setting expectations that it could get rained out. She just kept saying, "Okay, it could get rained out." Everyone, just so you know, it could. The sun was out. <laughs> it ended up to be about sixty five degrees today, sixty five seventy yeah. degrees. But she just wanted everyone's expectations to be set. That it could she was get just rained out. Bring bringing the
2: positivity out there. <laughs> Did she have an inhaler for Jeremy today just in case he got uh, winded blowing that inappropriate whistle that he had?
3: <laughs> no, but maybe next time. I'll ask her if she has an old one.
2: Yeah, because I mean, if he blew the whistle really hard because he needed to get the kids' attention before he got mm-hmm. hit in the nuts, like on America's funniest home videos, he might lose his breath. He might need yes. that inhaler. Yeah. All right. So, how to get involved with the show website is littleredbandwagon.com. Facebook, go to the Stents page or ours. Um, just post whatever you want. Just make sure you, you tag LRB and we'll get involved. Personal Twitters. I'm at Drew McFrizz and, uh, Christy is at Kissy Eyes, K-I-S-S-I-E-Y-E-S. The show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. If you have dog food to send to Jeremy, that's <laughs> where you want to go. I uh, can email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com and that is an important place to go. If, um uh, not, not so much if you're interested in getting on the show, but if you just want to sharpshoot us or you want to tell us a story, you want us to read a letter on the air or something like that, we can do that. But if you want to get involved with the show, the, um, the littleredbandwagon.com has a form that you can fill out, which has everything we need. Please try to find your clip. It helps us voicemail 802-432-TBTL that's 802-432-8285 um plugging our podcast this week on takedown podcast of course jeremy does does gotcha podcasting to us uh (laughs) comes out today as well um i don't know how much longer it's going to be on the show so these are collector's items so Get in there and listen to Takedown Podcast. The Nerd Out Loud Podcast had a really interesting show last week. Christy, you guys had the beekeeper. Yes. On the guy was a really fun guy, and he explained to y'all how beekeeping works mm-hmm. and how how it's a it's it's a low cost way to get involved into saving the planet. And I think Jeremy is down with keeping some bees if he can keep them in your condo. So I don't know how you're managing his <laughs> expectations there. Um, but that was a great show. I mean, what did you think, and what do you guys got lined up for next week, if anything?
3: I thought that it was really interesting. I could have talked to him for hours. It it was it was a really good show, and it came out. We interviewed him the day that the bees, uh, tipped over on I five. So that was really great. They never
2: should have let those bees drive that
3: truck. That's (laughs) all I got to say. No, they're really poor decision on their part.
2: (laughs) Um. It got and, over fifty degrees. The bees got got hostile. They started yes. making some crazy lane changes, and first, next thing you know, they're rolling the truck. Right.
3: The I mean, and they have to be hopped up on meth to to get their hours in. And it's just just not good. <laughs> right. it's not good. Right.
2: You don't want to see a bee on meth, especially if it no. gets above fifty degrees and it goes airborne. That's terrible.
3: Yeah, or the bee that that um, competes in um, arm wrestling championships. That's just. <laughs> Not okay because he doesn't even have arms, it no, doesn't make any it sense. It doesn't make sense, yeah. Um, and then this week we are going to interview the guy that got a um tattoo that says back to back championships showing two Lombardi trophies for the Seahawks that didn't win.
2: <laughs> ah, that's fantastic. Yeah, I that's
3: actually fantastic. went to high school with him
2: now. The, what I, what I want you to ask him, I just have mm-hmm. one request. Okay. Say, say, uh, Lockett had run the route correctly and Wilson had delivered the ball correctly, or they just handed it to Lynch and he ran into the end zone. Mm-hmm. Whatever. The Seahawks win. The tattoo's golden. He has back to back championships. He's got, would he have pushed his luck? Would it have been like a game show where he's just like mm-hmm. three feet? Yeah. Yeah. What was his plan? Did he already have a plan? What does he think yeah. he would have done?
1: That's, cause that great. doesn't
2: happen anymore. Three straight championships does not happen anymore, but he would have been really, really bold to do that. So yeah, if you can I ask him that for me. Again. Okay. Well, um, I think that's all I have for tonight. So Christy, you can, uh, wrap it up
3: until next time. This is the next party. Oh,
2: God, we love you, Jen.
3: Until next week, this is. No. Sorry, start again. (laughs) Until next time.
2: We're gonna get someday, someday, Chris.
3: Well, Mike, until next week. Okay, so this is the. This is what I'm having. Is that do I normally say until next week? This is the next party, so I'm saying next twice? No, I need a thesaurus. What's another word for next? (laughs) Until consequent episodes. (laughs) See you later. This is the next party. See you later. See you later. Take some trucks to the place with the ice cream. All right, I guess I'll just say next and come up with something.
2: Nailed it.